Good morning and welcome to Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Mike Miller, your host for today. So glad you're with us. We have an interesting topic today, one I've covered uh, a number of times over the uh, over 14 years that I've been doing Talking Money, but it's been six, seven months since I've actually done any exhaustive um, research, or not exhaustive research, but uh, more detailed um, review of them and and talked about it on talking money but i keep hearing so many things about annuities it's just like okay we got we got to keep this in mind when i read articles about how many annuities are still being sold and uh, and i'm not the one telling you that you never should buy an annuity but i'm certainly the one telling you that most people shouldn't be buying as much as they buy when they do buy and probably buy from the wrong company and don't do the research they should when they're buying those to make sure they're really buying the right one or buying from an agent who has done the kind of research that they really should do, the due diligence they should do to check multiple, multiple insurance companies, multiple contracts to see if they're the right kind. So I was reminded of, as I was thinking about today, I was reminded of a commercial I saw some years ago and some of you may remember this commercial. It was a bank commercial, and it showed this banker behind his nice big desk in his executive suite, and three or four different people came in to see him as customers, and each one of them gave him a different scenario, a different problem that they had. But every one of those problems, the banker pulled out the exact same solution. Here's the solution to your problem. It's the exact same one, because that was the only only arrow he had in his quiver that was all he could he could handle all he could sell was this one thing so the point was of course wow if you're working with somebody that all they have is really one good option or if that's the only option that they show everybody that it's the right thing for every situation then you're probably talking to the wrong person and i think you need to do a little more research than than what you've been doing. So we're going to be talking about that some today. And we, as I say in my ad so many times, that we're here to give you the answers you need without the sales pitch. So there's no sales pitch here, not selling annuities, not really trying to get you even to come in to, to visit Ronald Blue Trust and say, hey, you ought to be a client of ours. Of course, we have many people who are clients that, that listen to Talking Money regularly, and we're so pleased to work with them. But we're going to be very careful to make sure we really are a good fit for somebody to do what we do so that our hope is, of course, that our, our fee is going to more than justify what work we do for a particular client. And we have a very high client retention rate, uh, in, in my opinion, very high. So I think uh, we must be doing something right. So we'd love to, to, to help people. That's the big thing. So I have a question from a listener I'm going to start off with. This came in just a few weeks ago from Don. He says, uh, the short question was, how should a 66-year-old and 70-year-old best protect a 401k? The long question, he says, so this is the background information. The long question, my wife is 66, and I will be 70 in a few days. She retired in 2017, and I retired in 2020. She has a 401k with about 150000 in it that's a Vanguard in a Vanguard target retirement income invest, investment. We do not depend on her 401k for our living expenses, but wonder if this is the best slash safest place for this money, considering our ages and the likelihood of an economic downturn or worse. So my response to him in, in my email basically said the first question you need to ask for any kind of investment decision is really what is your ultimate objective for those funds? Is it a short-term need, long-term need? A definitely have to have need in six months that I, I can't possibly uh, have any kind of volatility fluctuation in the price. 
So I want to make sure that it's there when I need it. That's a decision. If it's in, in many cases with many of our clients, most of the money that they have, they'll never spend most of it. It's going to be their heirs, their children, grandchildren, and oftentimes a ministry that they support that will be the beneficiary of those funds when they pass. They won't spend it all. But we understand, yeah, you want to keep a certain amount there just in case for emergencies and so forth. But one of the goals that we would have as a client is to find out what your finish line is. How much is enough for you? And then to help you determine what do you want to do with that? How much do you want to give to the kids? And how much is enough for the kids? And how much do you want to go ahead and now start giving away to different ministries, different opportunities, people in need that you can enjoy seeing them use those funds and and not be just building up um, bigger barns as the as the Bible says. I'm just going to build bigger and bigger barns for myself uh, and just live the good life, but to have a purpose in what you're doing. So I, I said, ultimate objective, what is that? And, uh, and, and I understand his concern about the economy because a lot of people have that concern with the the trillions of dollars that we've spent in what has been called stimulus funds. And that's highly suspect that they're really stimulus funds, especially when some of the funds in this most recent one aren't, aren't even supposed to be spent for a couple of years. Like how's that helping now for stimulus? That's not uh, people. Politicians are good at getting their pet projects in, in times like this. They're, they're very, very good at that, especially when they have control of things. Uh, but I've learned that you can't base your investment decisions on what the current political environment looks like. So even as we talk uh, in a few minutes, the rest of the hour about annuities, you, you people would, would gravitate sometimes toward that because the person selling them is going to be trying to scare them about what's going on in the economy and potential um, economic downturn uh, or worse of what's going to happen with our economy. And I've just learned you can't do that. If you make your decisions based on that, then you're, you're probably going to be the one that uh, is at the raw end of that deal. So inflation is a bigger concern because of that increase in deficit. And we remind clients all the time and prospects, well, one of the best Hedges against inflation over the years has not been gold. It's been stocks. Stocks has been one of the, the best places to invest in an inflationary environment. Um, bonds have been the ones that have been having a little difficult time this year, down several percent, um, depending on what you're invested in for this year to date because of where interest rates have gone. Um, so they they can have some volatility to them, not not the extent to which stocks do, but they still do. So her investment, his wife's investment, was in a, a Vanguard target date fund, uh, investment income fund, he, he called it, target retirement income. So those are ones that they set up and different firms have those, just about every one of the major firms has one that, that you base your investment on your age. So if you're going to retire in in uh, when you're 60 or when you're 70, you buy one that's going to be targeted to your age and presumably also your risk tolerance. But everybody doesn't have the same risk tolerance It's going to be investing at the same time. And this particular Don does not either because he's not even using the money to do that. So the Vanguard Fund is going to give him good diversification and reasonable price. The fees are going to be very reasonable. Um, so it's not a bad place to put, put the money. It's like I said, because it's pretty well diversified. But it's not the place you'd want to put your money, I reminded him. When it's time to start taking funds out, you got to be careful with target date retirement funds. People don't think about the fact that if you've got this mix of investments inside this target date fund, it may be 10, 12 different mutual funds that are inside this Vanguard fund. When you are ready to take funds out and you take out $5,000, whatever it is, they're going to take a little piece of every one of those funds. 
Of course, more out of the ones that they have more money in. But still, proportionate to that, they're going to be taking, whether it's stocks, bonds, it doesn't matter. They're going to be taking funds out of each one. And that's probably not what you want. I would say it's not what you want. You want to be able to pick and choose which investment is the one to take the funds out because you want to take funds out of the ones that's that's doing well, not the, not out of the ones that's not. So right now, with stocks up and bonds down some, well, when I'm selling, I'm going to sell some of the stock profits and use that to create the cash I need for monthly income. And I might even take a little more out than normal and say, I'm going to pre-fund my needs, my income needs for the next six to 12 months. It's only going to be money market. It may not earn much, but it still locks in your gain. And I know I'm going to have my income needs met for the next year. I don't have to be as concerned about what the market does for the next year because I've got my funds locked up. I'm going to get my monthly income just from that. And so when she reaches age 72 and has to start taking money out of her, with her required minimum distribution, that's when I think, okay, you need to get into different types of funds, at least have additional funds in something else. You can leave part of it in there, but part of it in something else so that you can take it from that investment instead of just arbitrarily taking it from different funds. And then I wrap up my comments to him saying, as you know, as you probably know, if you listen to this program very long, I'm not going to recommend an annuity. Uh, my bottom line is that I think it's a very, very expensive way to get a guarantee. It just is. And so, I mean, you get a guarantee, yes, but what are you paying to get that guarantee? I remember having a radio listener call in a number of years ago, and she just said, I didn't, this was not something I set up. She called in and said, look, I just don't like annuities. I don't like the idea of paying somebody just to give me my money back. And oftentimes that's what happens with the annuities. But we're going to go into a lot more detail when we get back from the break to talk about some of the ins and outs of annuities and things you need to watch out for. If you're going to buy one, just make sure you go into it with your eyes wide open. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for Talking Money. I'm pleased to have Ronald Blue Trust sponsor Talking Money to help educate listeners about financial planning so you have the information needed to help you make more informed and hopefully better decisions. When a Ronald Blue Trust advisor meets with prospective clients, their goal is to determine if any of our services are a good fit for them. They don't sell any products like annuities or life insurance, and as a fiduciary, work to serve your best interest. Perhaps you just need a financial physical from the Everyday Steward Division without any ongoing monitoring, or you're about to retire and need to work with the Private Wealth Division to map out a financial path and then help implement and continuously monitor that plan. Ronald Blue Trust advisors act like your quarterback, coordinating the advice you receive from your accountant, your estate attorney, life insurance agent, and in some instances, even your investment advisor. You can learn more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 1-800-588-7526. That's 1-800-588-7526. Now back to Talking Money. And we're coming up at about 20 minutes after the hour here on Talking Money. This is Mike Miller, your host. Also wanted to mention on TalkingMoneyRadio.com. So we're going to be talking about annuities today, but I've covered a lot of different subjects. And they are posted on TalkingMoneyRadio.com and specifically about annuities. But if you go to TalkingMoneyRadio.com and then click on the Resources tab at the top, the things you're going to come up with, I'm looking at it now, Finding Financial Advisor, Family Finance, 
There's one on budgeting, and then there's uh, the next one down is annuities. There's one annuity basics, annuity traps for the unwary, and variable annuities. So there's the three pieces put out by Ronald Blue Trust that are the ones you can get some basic information on how annuities work and the traps, especially some of the tax traps that, that people aren't aware of. Then we've got estate planning, charitable giving, retirement planning, and, and so forth. So those are some uh, topics that you can get uh, actual written information for from and you can also there's some um, blogs on there from uh, learn under the learn tab and then listen tab of course you can go and listen to and you can search by topic of which ones you want to do so if you want to hear the ones that i talked about back in august you can go to the, the listen one and scroll back down to get to august 22nd and august 29th last year i had series Part one, part two on annuities, and we covered it then. You can um, go to that and listen to that in addition to what we talk about today. Just to give you more information, there's people put a lot of money in annuities. There's one article I'm looking at says over $3 trillion into annuities. This, I think, was 2019. So that's a lot of money going into annuities. And and unfortunately, I think um, too many being too much money put in there for the, for the wrong reason. And you don't find out till later that that's not the place you ought to put it so when i on the promos this week i've been talking about three things to watch out for one what happens when you take money out of an annuity and you're not age 59 and a half yet so you're younger than 59 and a half how they came up with 59 and a half i don't know but 59 and a half and if you take money out of an annuity this is not an ira of course if it's in an ira it's going to be you know it's going to be taxed if it's and have the penalty before 59 and a half but annuity works the same way so any gain if it's a non-qualified annuity, which means it's after-tax money you invested in, the gain is tax-deferred. So if you put in if you put in fifty thousand dollars and it's worth fifty-five thousand dollars, you take out five thousand dollars. The first five thousand you take out is going to be considered gain. And if you're younger than fifty-nine and a half, you will pay a ten percent penalty in addition to having to to show that on your tax return as taxable income. So you'll pay two separate taxes on it: the regular income tax and the ten percent gain if it's pre 59 and a half and you don't take it out in systematic withdrawals over a long period of time which most people don't do i think with annuities anyway the other thing is i mentioned what is the guaranteed loss for virtually every annuity out there there's a guaranteed loss built into it but but mike you say i thought all oh, these annuities were all guaranteed well yes and no so there's limitations on that guarantee so virtually every annuity has a surrender charge so if you try to take the money out too soon then you're going to find out, whoa, okay, I, if I take out typically more than 10% in any one given year, then I'm going to have a penalty that's going to be on top of that. That's it's not even necessarily taxable because you may be taking out your original principal, but you're still going to be taxed. You're going to have a surrender charge on that money from the insurance company because you took it out too early because they already paid the agent 6 7 8% of your money up front. And so they can't have you taking the money out in three years before they've had time to recoup that by earnings over a period of time. So there's going to be that guaranteed loss for a certain amount of time. And, of course, the the agent typically says, yeah, but you're not planning on touching that money for for 10 years anyway. Well, maybe not, but that's still part of the cost that's built into that program. And if you look at that the same way you might look at a stock investment or a bond investment, especially a bond investment because that's more typically what a annuity should be compared to is a bond investment, not a stock investment. Even the index annuities aren't intended to replicate the stock market returns. They're just not. They try to get you a better than typical CD or bond return, but but not a stock market return. It's just not designed for that. 
So when when you're looking at the the different results that you might have for an annuity, you've got to be careful. Know where this where this money coming from because I've got if my stock were to go down ten percent, so oh, I feel terrible about that. Well, you weren't planning on taking the money out anyway, and and if you've lived around any length of time with seeing stocks, you know they don't stay down ten percent; they come back. It's it's always interesting to me how nervous people get when the money when the, when their account goes down 10 15 20 even 30 percent like wow i didn't expect that well we don't like it uh but it happens and that's the the risk you take and the what you have to put up with in order to get the longer term better returns because you just and and you just don't put all your money in there so if you don't put all your money in there then hopefully you don't worry about it you know it's going to do that so don't worry about it so the other thing i've mentioned is your who pays the taxes so when you are accumulating money in a annuity here again a non-ira or non-qualified annuity then you're gonna you put the money in when you take the money out you pay taxes on it unless you've got a real old annuity i think you have to go back to 86 or 7 to get one that is um first in first out as opposed to last in first out which means that when you take the money out of that old annuity you could actually take your original principal back first but annuities haven't been set up like that for long enough that most people don't have that kind they've got the one that said the earnings come out first congress changed that so that the money that comes out first is taxable and so if you don't touch it and you just pass it on to your heirs all right it's going to go to my kids uh, or even my spouse whomever it is when they take the money out then it's going to be taxed at their bracket. Whatever the earnings are is still going to be taxed at their bracket. There's no step up in basis. So if they inherited a a mutual fund that had a, a good bit of gain in it, just like the annuity did, and it could be a variable annuity that was invested in essentially the same thing. It costs more to invest in the same thing through a variable annuity, but you can invest in something fairly similar to it. Let's say an index S&P 500 through a variable annuity. You did that. Instead, when you pass on, the account that's not an annuity is going to get a step up in basis, which means your spouse or your children that receive those funds are not going to have to pay any taxes on that gain. At least that's the way the law is written right now. Uh, our, our current president would like to change that, I think, but it's so far that's not the way it is. But if it's a variable annuity or an indexed annuity, no step up. You're still going to get a, the tax is still going to be passed on to whomever it comes to so you got to be careful on those things so i want to mention those three items because i talked to about them in the promotional um, promos i did this past week and we wanted to make sure that um, you got that information okay so i I ran across an article looking uh, researching for uh, annuities i found a a um, resource called annuity resources supposedly it's one that is a um it doesn't have an agenda supposedly i think it's probably sponsored by insurance companies um, but i never got that far to get quotes on it but it had some interesting information and one of the things it was talking about was why so many investors americans invested so much money into annuities and they've got some things listed down here but one of the things that 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 i wanted to remind folks on there's more than just the one or two annuity companies that your agent is selling is proposing to you there are a lot more so they talk about they scoured 1,420 annuities from the, the two largest annuity databases in the USA to find the very best products available. So how many times have you even asked your agent, how did you come up with this particular annuity? Why this one? Are there others? And, and, and I can almost guarantee you, if you got another insurance agent involved, you'd start getting more research. 
because they're going to be starting to fight against each other who wants this big sale. So then hopefully you won't get confused. You'll, you'll be enlightened by all the different information that you're going to get from these two annuities. And then you got to realize, well, if I go to a third agent, I'm likely to get a third company that has even more options and different options, different bells and whistles. And this is where it gets confusing with annuities because people don't look at the guarantees because a lot of these index annuities, the guarantee is just zero. You're going to get your money back if that, but that's what you're going to get zero because they say if the market's up, you'll get some return. If it's down, you get zero. So if, if, if someone's that concerned about the stock market and you invest in a, in a index annuity because it's so, well, well, at least if it goes up sometime, I'll get, I'll get some return from it. Well, you shouldn't even be doing that because you're afraid of the stock market. Just invest in something that you know is going to give you a return no matter what the stock market does. Even if the stock market's down, you'll still get your one and a half, two percent, whatever it is, because that's consistently going to be there and not you're wondering what's going to happen. And you don't have any surrender charges on there that's going to keep you from moving the money someplace else. So I've got a annuity I'm looking at right now from someone who recently died, someone I used to go to church with years ago. I'm going to talk about that annuity when we get back from this break and, and talk about the surrender charges that are still in there and, and what are the, some of the restrictions. And, uh, and actually, it's paid pretty well for the last five years. What, it's gonna, what is it going to do in the next five years? We'll be right back. Ronald Blue Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money. Ronald Blue Trust is a company with a vision to see individuals and families practicing biblical stewardship and experiencing freedom from economic fear, bondage, and conflict. They want their clients and their families to enjoy debt-free living, free to answer the call to ministry or whatever their passion is, feeling at peace with their investments and the way they are being professionally managed to help accomplish their financial objectives so they can focus on other aspects of their lives and help clients make wise financial decisions, live generously, and leave a lasting legacy. As a trust company, Ronald Blue Trust Advisors come alongside the next generation to help transfer your values and help you leave your lasting legacy. If you're a business owner, the Business Consulting Division can help you define your company's culture and, very importantly, then help convey that culture to the next generation of leaders in your company. Find out more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or one 800 588-7526. That's 1-800-588-7526. Now back to Talking Money. And we're coming up at about 35 before the hour. Actually, 35 after the hour, 25 before the hour. If we get that straight, this is Mike Miller, your host, talking about annuities today. And of course, if you miss any part of Talking Money, you can always go to TalkingMoneyRadio.com and get whatever information you need. I've got special programs there on annuities as well, some with even more detail that we're going to go into today. And I typically come up with something different every time I talk about any subject, but especially annuities. But we're talking from some information that came out from annuity resources. It was called the Battle for the Best Annuities of 2020. So one of the things that I would caution you to do if you're going to get an annuity is to, to talk to several agents and, and then ask the agent, how much do, how many different companies did they check with? Now, they may broker through a general agent, and that general agent may say, yes, we've, we've checked with a lot of different companies, and we've come up with these two best ones. But I think typically what happens is 
whichever one is giving them the best deal, whichever one has the, the best relationship with that particular general agent that the agent is going through, they just keep uh, using that same insurance company. And obviously, if there's the right incentive for the right trips and things like that that they're going to earn and going to get because they sell enough, that um, that is also a good incentive for them to stay there. But one of the things that one of the reasons is for safety. So I know a lot of people buy annuities because of safety and this particular article is talking about um, how they're safer is implying they're safer than banks saying banks fail many times because they don't they don't put as much money aside in reserves well but the bank's got fdic insurance the insurance company does not the insurance company has other insurance companies that would back them up or come buy them out if they're in trouble and that happens fairly fairly often um, but it's it's we don't hear about it because the major insurance companies it doesn't happen for them but the, yeah, there's a certain amount of safety you got but it's the safety of the company that's issuing the product so the higher the amount of money that a particular annuity is proposing to give you the more bells and whistles the more you want to make sure you double check with that um, the regulators and find out what am best and some of those that rate insurance companies what do they say about the strength of that particular insurance company because you may not get what you are asking for remember the the contract guarantee is probably zero if it's an index annuity so they that that's the guarantee so that's the only leg you have to stand on if the company goes belly up and somebody else buys them out that's what you get is your guarantee so you want to make sure that you like the guarantee, whatever that is. And that's where a regular fixed annuity has a leg up on an indexed annuity because it has a, a fixed rate of return. So this one uh, annuity that I've just been made aware of, this is somebody up North Carolina. So it's most of you don't know, but it's up in the Charlotte area. The The father died back uh, end of last year and left an annuity, to uh, several annuities. And this one's about a $400,000 $400, annuity, something like that. So the, one of my red flags that jumps out right ahead, right in front of me is, wow, why'd you put that much into one annuity? There's, there's got to be, you want to diversify annuities, let's like you wouldn't diversify any other investment. There, there can't be one annuity that you put all that money with in. And matter of fact, if you're going to put it with the same company, maybe stagger it and do a, a fifth of it now, fifth of it next year, you know, do it over five years, 100,000 a year for five years, something like that. Stagger those maturity dates and so you're going to get different types of contracts. Matter of fact, there's there's a probably, I think, a good chance that the next year when you're ready to put the annuity in, the insurance agent's going to have some bigger, better, nicer annuity that has better bells and whistles than you, what you bought a year ago. They're always changing those things. So how do you know that the, the one this year is going to be better than the one they put out next year? So shop it out. So this one was had a five-year guarantee, and it looks like it paid fairly well. Three and a half, it looks like, percent. And the the family had the couple had taken all the earnings out over that five year period. It's about to come due next month with their actually May with the the next five years. Well, depending on what the rate is, the second five years would depend on whether or not it's really a good contract. Well, we don't know what that rate's going to be. I told them, well, let's not do anything with the annuity even with the spouse she's it's going to be in her name now let's not do anything with it let's find out if the surrender charge is going to be waived because the person died and, and the daughter didn't know whether or not it was in the mother's name originally or if it got put in the mother's name afterwards so we have some checking there to do but there's about a 10 percent surrender charge it would cost them about 35 40 grand to get out of it so if the interest rate is not a good one for the next five years they're stuck 
What are they going to do about it? Well, they can't do anything about it. It's going to cost them 10% to get out of it. So that's why you got to be careful. What is the the history of, of this particular insurance company? How well have they been keeping up with current market rates and being able to be competitive on that? Did the first five years get you in the door? And now the second five years, then they, they'll they recoup some of their money back if you get it out and they, they get to charge you that 10%. So that second reason that this article list was guaranteed income for life. So you've got, you've got a, an accumulation phase for annuities and then you've got a distribution phase. So And there's two different phases. As a matter of fact, you could buy one annuity that's better for the accumulation phase and then do a 1035 exchange if it's not in an IRA and where you're going to be changing it to another annuity and then not have to not pay taxes on the exchange, the tax-free exchange, because another annuity has a better payout rate. And there again, if you can do it without having those surrender charges. But another thing you have to look at in this guaranteed income is how long does it take to get your original principal back? And now many companies will say, all right, we're going to pay, you make your payment, and then we're going to give you a bonus. We're going to give you a double digit. We're going to add it to your account the day one. You're going to get that. Well, there's restrictions for that. There has to be restrictions for that. It's not not just like, oh, great, you gave me another 10%. Well, typically the ones I've seen, you don't get access to that for another 10 years. So that maybe that's 1% a year. That's not mathematically correct, accurate, but let's say to keep it simple, that's another 1% a year. Uh, add that to whatever you're getting. And some of them also say, well, you're not going to, you don't have access to that in 10 years. You have access to it, but you can't get it to it in a lump sum. It's going to have to be paid out over your lifetime. And then oftentimes there's no increase after that 10 years. So now what happens to your rate of return? It keeps going down more and more each year the longer you live. It's not a good deal. There was an ad in the AARP magazine from uh, the insurance company they use. This is Hartford. And I'm not picking on Hartford because this is very common with, with uh, most annuities on their payout. So they list the annuities and and say that if you put this much money in here's how much you can you're going to get out so at age 70 you get a payout rate of 6.2 percent age 75 6.9 percent 80 7.7 percent and at 85 8.4 8.4 percent so the the it's easy to look at that and say wow i'm making good rate on this i'm making 6.2 i'm making 6.9 no it's careful how they word it it's the annual payout rate so if you got issued in 70 and you start an immediate payment, so in this case they're using $100,000 as the annuity purchase rate, you put $100,000 in and then you start taking out 6.2%, well, it's going to take you a little over 16 years to get your original money back, assuming there was no more earnings in the account, which there wouldn't be in this case. You're taking a payout. It's going to take you 16 plus years just to get your original money back. So now you're 86. You finally got all your money back. Now what's going to happen? Now you start, as long as you keep living, you you still, of course, get your 6.2% payout. But how long are you going to have to live after that in order to have a decent return that you would have gotten, even if you just invested in a 10-year treasury and got 1.5% or 2% or something like that? It, it, oftentimes, that's your better way to go instead of, instead of saying, well, I'm going to get this annuity and be locked in and not be able to change it later if you want to change it later. So be careful with that guaranteed income. Check, how long does it take me to get my original money back because that's a very very important thing to know about then they talk about uh, reasonable returns so reasonable returns that they're going to get that they say um, traditional fixed annuities a safe alternative they say some uncapped annuities indexed annuities have earned seven to seventeen percent in specific years 
You earn a portion of the market upside without risking your principal, some of the gains, none of the losses. Well, let's let's look at the actual returns because I've seen a number of articles and actually seen in my own experience with people that came in years after we have a good year like we did ended up having last year that they they still only made two two and a half percent even though the market was up a lot more than that that's not what they get i think there's that false sense that you're going to get that and and i i have never seen one maybe there's some out there but i've never seen seven percent let alone 17 percent these uncapped indexed annuities typically don't use the same uh, indexes that some that are not capped use like the s&p 500 things like that so to say I'm going to get a, a portion of that, that and then later on the same article, just one of their bullet points, they say, uh, we've seen annuity ads where they promise 12 to 15% returns without market risk. They come from uncapped indexed annuities. These returns are possible when the market goes up considerably, but keep in mind, these are not normal returns. So <laughs> the previous page, number three, says, okay, but we've seen 7 to 17% returns in specific years. Well, if you don't keep reading the rest of the article, you find out, oh, well, that's, that's pretty good. We can get that without the risk. No, it doesn't, just doesn't work that way. I was looking at an insurance company's um, portfolio this past week, major insurance company, big insurance company, where do they invest their money? And most of it invested in, in bonds. And, and the next largest portion was still a lot smaller, but the next largest portion was in um, mortgages, mortgage-backed uh, securities. And so if you think, wow, they're going to invest in these high-quality corporate bonds, and probably they have some in some high-yield bonds as well. And, and, and that's what I'm looking for for my return. And that's where they're going to get your return from. Then why not just buy the bonds directly? And forget this six seven percent return. You, you you just have to know that if the agent's getting six to seven percent up front, that's got to affect your return. It's got to. It, it has to. I'll say it correct English. It has to affect your return. Um, so just keep that in mind. Even though you may not see where it's coming out, because I've seen so I've heard so many people explain what they thought they heard, and it just wasn't correct. We've even had people that clients that have asked us so we've been approached by this we called the insurance company and the insurance company did give the right information to us right in front of the client they said wow that's not what the agent told me well you know the agent didn't necessarily know or didn't just give you the whole picture so be very very careful on that all right we get back to the last part of talking money we'll talk about yes there's tax deferred growth some long-term benefits and the the big misnomer it says here no fees that many of the no fees are there really no fees well, we'll talk about that when we get back. You can also send a question, and I'll get it for the next week at mike at talkingmoneyradio.com. You can always send uh, an email to me at that address, mike at talkingmoneyradio.com. We'll be right back. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for Talking Money. I am pleased to have Ronald Blue Trust as the sponsor of Talking Money. As a trust company with clients in all 50 states, Ronald Blue Trust can serve as trustee, backup trustee, or even personal representative, what we used to call the executor or executrix. This can be a valuable service, especially if you'd like to pass on your values and not just your valuables to your heirs. Your heirs will probably have one of two perspectives. Either they will say something like, what am I going to inherit? Which is usually the common perspective. Or they will ask, what is going to be entrusted to me? What talents will I be responsible to manage? Tim Kimmel, Director of Family Matters, said it well. Quote, you can't leave character to your trust account. You can't write your values into the will. You can't bank traits like courage, honesty, and compassion in a safe deposit box. 
What we need is a plan, a long-term strategy to convey our convictions to the next generation, unquote. Estate and trust planning are about much more than saving taxes or simply making sure your assets get transferred efficiently to your children. You can find out more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 1-800-588-PLAN. That's 1-800-588-7526. Now back to Talking Money. And welcome back to the last segment here of Talking Money. So glad you're with us. If you've um, got a question for me that you think of during the week, Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com is to where to send that particular email, and I'll get that and answer at at a at a future program. Uh, that would be the plan anyway. Sometimes I'll answer that even before the program, especially if I need to get more information from you. But I love answering questions and helping people, so um, I'm, I'm here to answer those questions. So the other some of the other reasons why people bought these annuities they say is tax deferred growth so yes annuities do offer a tax deferred growth not tax free it's tax deferred so a roth would give you tax free growth and annuity gives you tax deferred so if you have if you're eligible to do a roth ira you're much better off investing in a roth ira having the tax deferred growth there of course you don't get the some of the bells and whistles that annuity has but i think there's too expensive anyway so put in a roth Invest in a good, high-quality um, bond fund, uh, ETF, or an index fund, or whatever, or even a managed fund. Some of the some some really good ones out there that invest in in fixed income, and 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 you'll be fine, I think, over time. Um, but the the tax deferred growth, remember, the taxes will have to be paid eventually, either by you, by your state, or by your children. So it's not tax free; it's just deferred growth. And so there's some strings attached to that. Some offer long-term care benefits. So, but just also keep in mind that, that what they're doing there is selling you a long-term care insurance product that has a big deductible. So if you put 100,000, which I think often is the minimum for those, 100,000, 200,000 in one of these annuities, well, they're going to use your 100,000 or 200,000 first to pay for your long-term care benefits. And then, of course, if you stay in there longer, there's some extra benefits for that. But they, they play the odds. They know how long a typical stay is in a nursing home and so forth. Uh, number seven, the last one they mentioned was no fees, which always which always gets to me. Of course, I guess a bank could also say, we sell you a CD or we'll offer you a CD and there's no fees to that. Well, there's no fees that you see. There's got to be fees. They don't do this for nothing. So I can say, well, maybe there's no fees. There's There's no fees but there are expenses okay but when these people say no fees they think okay well there's no there's no cost to me to get into this so i think that's very misleading so fixed indexed income annuities they all have fees in them and and you have to understand what they are and know how much it's going to cost you and know how they charge so some of these companies that have this guaranteed income benefit so they'll say, all right, you're going to invest this money in this indexed annuity, but we're also going to guarantee you a certain amount of income. This other income bucket is going to accumulate for you at a guaranteed, let's say, 5% rate, some 6% rate. It's going to accumulate that rate. And then when you start to retire in 10 years, you can start taking that money out. Well, what they don't tell you is that that is not going to be available to you as a lump sum. And when you've accumulated that for 10 years, it's not earnings. It's just that account grew by that much. And then you have access to that account in 10 years. Now, some of them do have some step ups where every five years or in different in different ways, they do increase the amount over time. But I can almost guarantee you this done set up so the insurance company is still going to be protected. So you want to be careful about that. So if you do get an annuity, please 
don't put all of your money in it. Put a certain amount of money in it, but still diversify into some high-quality products just like the insurance companies investing in. Invest in some good, high-quality corporate bonds. Don't put all of it in the annuity, which is going to be tied up and has that guaranteed loss of 8, 10, whatever percent it is. And just like I was telling you about this, this couple who's um, the father died, the husband died last year and left this annuity, it's got this huge surrender charge in it. And we don't know if it's going to be competitive next month or not. We'll find out whether it's worth in uh, the 10%. It's probably going to drop down to nine or eight, we hope, uh, in May when it renews. And then maybe it makes it worth taking out. If they're going to guarantee another, maybe they're going to t- guarantee only 1% or 1.5% for the next five years. So, okay, well, that's not worth it. We're going to go ahead and, and bite the bullet, pay the expenses, pay the fees, pay the surrender charge, and get into something else that we think of the next five years is going to earn up for that. So then they have a bonus reason. One through seven reasons, here's bonus reasons. Some annuities offer upfront bonuses deposit on deposits up to 10%. They say, example, 10,000, receive a $10,000 bonuses. But then they qualify pretty good. Bonuses are usually attached to a longer-term products, which may or may not be right for your situation. Okay, look at the, the, uh, the uh, strings attached to these things. Insurance companies not investing that well with your money that they give you an extra 10 12 15 percent whatever it is and of, of account to add to your account and give you this money and say okay there you go we're just you know we're, we're just so much better than everybody else we're going to give you this extra money no there are strings attached to that and and you've got to look at what the total bottom line is that's not going to be a guarantee if you cancel that money if you cancel that contract for other reasons then you're not going to get that $10,000 bonus. And and then you're also not going to get that 10000 bonus in a lump sum in 10 years if you decide to leave. Um, if Some of them do, but if they do that, then they're also going to limit the amount of money you're making on the underlying contract. So the total return is still going to be something that the insurance company can afford. They've got to be able to afford that. Um, and then they say little known tips to consider before buying an annuity. Um, is invest in annuities for what they will do. Not what they might do. Compare their contractual guarantees. Well, most of the things that people buy annuities for are for what the insurance company is showing in the proposal about what the stock market's going to do. Look at what this particular index that we're following, and oftentimes it's a, especially uncapped annuities. It's a special index. It's a special designed portfolio just for them. And they're going to say, here's what we've earned over the last. Well, that's a lot of the earnings has come from the stock market. And that's what you're afraid of. So if you're investing in something that's going to pay those kind of returns, the the stock market, if it does as well as they say it's going to, it's going to pay you even more than that because they're only going to pay you a portion of what the stock market does. That's why I always come back to keep a diversified portfolio. Don't put all your money in in stocks. Put the money in stocks that's going to be five, at least five plus years out, if not longer. And put invest in other things that you're going to need the next three, four, or five years, so that you're not concerned about the fluctuations in the market, and you'll be able to take advantage of these great returns we've had, even this last year. And then, as you see those returns come in, and if there are some needs you have, this is the time to sell some of that off. Yes, if it keeps going up, you'll miss that extra return, but you'll lock in some of those gains, and don't lock it in and put it back in an annuity, which is going to lock it in for another ten years with all the the surrender charges they have in there. I've heard people talk about that. Yeah, lock in these gains and put them in an annuity. Well, now I've got a guaranteed loss if I want to get the money out of there if you don't perform like like uh, I think you're supposed to perform or like the agent acted like you were going to. Um, so they talk about um, uh, the income annuities, 
uh, single premium immediate, immediate annuities. You can shop around those as well and, and look at what the cap. It says consider an index annuity, find out what the cap is. In plain English, how's the gain calculated? And I've got a, a bunch of other material here from actual contracts where they talk about how some of these different things are, are calculated. Uh, this one talks about the market value adjustment. That's one that's very confusing. Uh, and I, I could read that. We don't have time, but it's it's one that most of you are not going to understand. It takes me reading it a couple times to figure out what they're, what they're talking about. It just doesn't work very well. So don't invest all your savings with one company. That's another, that rarely happens. The ones I see people have put multiple hundreds of thousand dollars into these one contracts. Uh, careful with the fees on variable annuities. Um, uh, these insurance products that are out there, I've seen some of those. I've got what I'm looking at now from a company uh, that it's, it's still, uh, this is a couple that didn't even have any children. And I think the death benefit can really come into play. You can leverage that a lot, but it's not for everybody. And you just don't, you want to be so careful and they're just expensive. If you don't need the insurance, don't do it. Just don't do, don't take money out of your IRA and put it into an insurance product. Pay all the taxes now. You'll pay end up paying way too much in, in taxes for that to work. Well, that's a lot of information there about annuities. I wish we had more time to cover it, but uh, obviously we don't. But I, I urge you to go back to TalkingMoneyRadio.com and go to the resource section and find the programs that have, or the listen section go to the programs where i've talked about that go to the resource sections where we've got several uh, pieces put out there by ronald blue trust to talk about annuities they're just straightforward informational that tell you just it, it just help you be a, a smarter uh, purchaser of whatever it is you end up buying and shop around make sure that agent shops around and doesn't just give you whatever they think is the best for you at, at the moment well thanks for listening if you got a question for me 800-588-7526 is the number at the office have a great week and we'll see you next time for more talking money though i'm an employee of ronald blue trust talking money represents my individual views and not those of my employer or any sponsor of the program during the program i may discuss market trends as well as specific financial planning techniques and investment ideas these discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations to any individual or organization Work with your attorney or accounting or investment professional for specific individual advice and services. Any securities or investment products discussed on Talking Money are not insured by the FDIC, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by any bank, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of principal amount invested.